So we're explaining the difference that Yirmiyahu suspected one mandamar says of a zona, the other mandamar says of an HSH. So he said that a zona, she's not Mekudesh's to him. She's not uniquely his. But an HSH, even Bishas Misa, is, is not a Roy for him. A zona, she's no one's man. She's no one's. So she is not uniquely his. She's not his to the exclusion of everyone else. But at least the relationship that he's having with her right now is... is uh, she, she's not anybody else's either right now. Azona. Mashenke and Eishasish is Mamash Mufka from him. It's it's totally um, set aside from him. I mean, it, it's not for him. And, that, and that's the case with every woman. That's what... That's, what people said about Yirmiyahu and Navi. Yeah? So here we go. Uluman Damar, Shekhashaduhuhu, Beishusish, Daito, Kihazona, Efsher, Liyachedosa, Bizibu. So at least a zona, you, you could say, okay, you know, tonight, I mean, every night she's with someone else. But at least for this night, she is uniquely, she, she's with him. Now, he's completely, he's someone that cannot even designate someone even in a minute way. So that's why he's saying it's more appropriate to say that the suspicion was that of HSH. Kloimar. It's something that is totally not connected to him at all. It's like he's stealing every moment. Right, so again, so you see that the different opinions that are brought in Chazal, it's all machlegas and lambdas, how to, how to understand something, how, 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 Lofty was Yirmiyahu Novi. Ki Eitzel Rishoyim Hachoshedim. Obviously, these people were Rishoyim. They, they, they took the mile of Yirmiyahu Novi and they flipped it on his head and and and, and used it and viewed it and and depicted it as a as a reus of his. Shehem Atzmam Bale Chomer by them. It's impossible for them to imagine someone who's not... Because they are so physical themselves. So if you are a tzura, if you are a spiritual person, so Ezra, what must you be? You must be a tzura what? A tzura hamut babachomer. By a physical person, right? Everything is about the chomer. That's 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 all. That's that's the only thing that that, that really. Uh, that's the only currency that counts, right? So it's uh, a person who is spiritual. Oh, okay, I get it. You're doing this spiritual thing to somehow augment or impact or um, enhance the physical, right? That's the, the only way that it, that could be. Because why else? Why else would a person, uh, you know, what what use does your spirituality have if not 
if not for the fact that it's going to be impacting the physical world in some way or another. Yeah, does that make sense? So a person who is so deeply enrooted in physicality, so to them a spiritual person is either a manipulator, a manipulator of this of the physical world, right? Maybe uh, you take, try to take advantage of it somehow or another, whatever it may be. To understand that this no, this person is transcendent. This person is not is not involved with the physical world. He he he's not he's not looking for that, right? That's very very difficult for them. So evil people. We we spoken about Rosh Hashanah. I believe that Russia, from language of. Ra, Ra is broken, a broken off person, a person who is broken off from spirituality, from a connection to Hashem. So by him, everything that matters is, is, is the physicality. That's the. So then, they're choshedim shehem atzmam balichomer ve'ein lehem madrigan of dal's cloud. They don't understand the concept of doing anything lishma, of, of of being transcendent, of connecting to spirituality. Of connecting to Hashem for its own sake, right? If you if you're learning Torah, it's because somehow or another it's meant to impact the physical world. Let's say, right? I'm giving an analogy, right? It, 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 there's no concept as just the lishma itself. So Hayanid Melahem Milas Moshe. So it it appeared to them that the greatest of Moshe, Sheyesh Lo Madrega Hakolelus, that he has this all-encompassing, uh, that he's the spiritual leader of Klausel, Shakol Neged Shishim paralleling the entirety of the Jewish people, Umadrigas Yirmiya, and so too with Yirmiyahu, Shalo, Haya Kimo Odom Prati, he wasn't like a regular person, individual person, Miyuchad, a specific person, Shehem Mishabrim, so it must be, these are, these are so they must be connecting to spirit, to physicality, because that's the only thing that matters, says the Russia. So they must, they have this strange hijacking way, these, these aliens who are connecting to things they shouldn't be connecting to. They have no particular woman that matches them. Hebrew Shalahem built your and this is inappropriate. Veze Yora al Madrigas Pachusa. And this this is a negative thing. This this shows a lowliness that they have. Aval Hakol Sheker. This is all total lie. Kihaya Lemoshe Vyirmia Madrigan of Delos Alokis. A spiritual connection, like we said, that um Moshe David Vali explains that Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, with the inauguration of the Mishkan, that that was like a uh, a chibur between a zacher and a and the cave of Moshe Rabbeinu with the Shechina, that it is uh, it is the Shechina is the neshama of all of Klal put together. That was his zivug. Something is hard for us to even understand. Kemoshe, his buyer, behaving at mode. Obviously, we all understand that this was an extremely difficult 
section of the Gvur Hashem to understand, so that's why he leaves off with Vehevin Dvar Ma'elim Ode, very, very abstract ideas for us to connect to. Vim Toimar, Mahaisa Hasiba Adayin Lihyos Mishasein Moshe Rabbeinu Al-Hashem. So, the morale asks the Ezra's question, so why did why did Moshe Rabbeinu need to get married at all? We just explained so beautifully that that's just those Rishoyim who are thinking that every person has to have that. They don't understand the concept of a person who can be so transcendent. But Lamaisa Moshe Rabbeinu was, so why does he need to get married at all? Um... I apologize again. Ezra, I, uh, I, I think it was a good question. I said what I said about it. I think that here I was thrown off because there's a comma that was placed in my print that I would not have put over here. And that's what made me misread the question. The question continues. What was the reason that Moshe Rabbeinu was mishat and got married? Yeah? Bemi... I mean, he got not married to Tzipora, but Mishatan, his Mishutonim. Why did he have to marry into a family? means Yisro was his Mishutan, was his, um, what do you call it in English? Uh, A father-in-law, father-in-law, right? Why did he have to get into a situation where his father-in-law is going to be, Bimi, Shepite Magolim Lavodazora? Someone who fattened calves for a Vodazora. Fine, so you want to give him a Gioras. Okay, she has to be outside of cholesterol. Good. But from a family of someone who was the head, it was a Kohen Midian, he was the head idol worshiper of the entire country of Midian. We did give a shear on this. I don't know if anyone received it. You know, it was maybe like a month ago, uh, based on a shaloh and uh, some other sources. If uh, if you want, let me know. Um, I can try to send it over to you. Ubi midrash tanhuma nos nutam shehavoda zoro meusa beene of deha adkan that the avoda zoro is most disgusting in the eyes of those that worship it. A fascinating tanhuma. What do you guys make of that? That his, that his or her Tzipora's uh, uh, conviction in Yiddishkeit will be even stronger coming from that experience. I recall learning with Rabbi Gershfeld that Rabbi Shimon Schwab, he brings a similar midrash that, um, that like... Uh, uh, he brings a similar. I need to find it that, like, having come from a Vodazara to something else is uh, that it's better to have like learned about the the other gods of the world or something like that. I hear, and, and that sounds like a very that that's probably what I would have said, right? Is like, my Gershfeld told me he didn't have a shot in that. I asked him. He was like, "That makes sense to you that rather than being in Machon Yaakov, you should go learn about." You know, Yeshka? And I was like, no, I, I guess not. So he said, I don't have to shot in the, the metrics. Uh-huh. Okay. 
But okay, maybe we could. We, we, I, I thought I was hearing a little bit what you were saying. But listen to this. This sounds. This this imagery sounds a lot more extreme than that. Listen to listen to that. Avoda Zora is meusa beinei of deha. Not you want to say. Okay, uh, I guess someone could say a dochak in this imagery and say it doesn't mean in the eyes of its worshippers, meaning right now. It means later. Once they once they leave it. Once they convert. Once they once they uh, are misguided. Then looking back on it is disgusting in their eyes, right? But that's not what the Tanhuma sounds like, right? Ari, it sounds to yeah, sounds like the Tanhuma is saying that if you talk to the Pope, you you, you get a one-on-one audience with the Pope, yeah, and uh, in the, behind closed doors, and you tell him, "Listen, you, you, you're an old man, you're about to die, right? Just tell me the truth. What do you think about this whole thing?" He'll tell you honestly. I vomit every morning. Like when, when I realize, you know, what it is I'm going to have to be doing, I, I, I'm 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 sickened to the depths of my stomach. I, I'm disgusted by this whole thing. That's what this Tanhuma yeah. sounds like. No. Yeah, I, I mentioned this when when Dr. Jerry Lopes spoke about addictions. He said that one way to define an addiction is that you do something and then you regret you did it right after you did it. Like say you play video games or, or drugs, whatever. You have such a tie before it, but then once you did it. You regret, like, why did I ever do this again? But yet you'll go and do it again. So maybe mm-hmm. that's like shot in the Zavoda Zara, that they uh, do it and do it, but they know it's it's garbage. I hear, I hear, okay. That's, uh, that sounds like a very, that, that, that sounds like a very deep Havana. Okay, let's take a look at what the morale says. Right? Ki haporesh midover shechotabo that it, when a person who left a thing that he sinned with, kasher hu moyes bedarkov harishonim veporishman that he when he is disgusted from those original paths that he was involved with, and he separated from them, hu yoser naki v'tahor mehem meilu loasa. So Ezra, you get the you get the golden prize today, right? Your your answer is, is what the morale says. I still think that it doesn't... It's not a straightforward reading of the words of Tanhuma, but we are having one little tiny snippet. Maybe Blinet, I'll try to go look at Tanhuma after this. Yeah, but as you see how he's saying what you said? Yeah. So, Morale saying it doesn't mean that what Zora is discussing in the eyes of those that are doing it right now, which is what Ari and I were saying. But he's saying after they separate themselves from it and they realize what they did was wrong, then they literally are much more disgusted by it than, than anyone else, which is kipshuto uh, on some level what, uh, what the Gemara says, the Bumakam Shabal Tshuva Omed and Sadi Gamor Omed, right? The Maral and the Silva Tshuva explains that that's what it means that. That there's that it acts as a, as a rubber band effect, right? The farther back you pull the rubber band, the stronger it shoots in the other direction. So the Rabbi Akiva reached the greatness that he did because exactly because of the fact that he was an Amaaretz for the first four years of his life. Meaning, the being an Amaaretz made it that afterwards he knew how meaningless it is to to be involved in anything else. That's why he was able to dedicate the next forty years. Sorry, the next uh, well, 
24 years uninterrupted, but 40 years all in all learning Torah, and then another 40 years teaching Torah, is what the Midrash says, right? Four years he was now married, four years he learned Torah, and four years he taught Torah. I don't know if it's meant to be taken literally or, or allegorically, just three three parts of his life. But uh, either way, so over here, Yisro was, became the biggest over the Hashem. V'zeo derech she'amru chachamim b'makam she'bali shuva omed tzadikim gmurim enim yecholin lamod famous gemurim brachas lamedalad amud beis Vodius Bayer Ze. Okay. Um, we pointed out that not only that, but we know that Yisro was portion of Odozara. And we know that all the years that Moshe Rabbeinu was with Yisro, Rashi says, Moshe was honored because of Yisro. I mean, people would, people would refer to Moshe as the son-in-law of Yisro. Right? And, and we pointed out that Lachaira, the... If Yisro has been excommunicated, he's got no money, he's got no power, he's got no respect, because he left his idol-worshipping position. So what is Moshe Rabbeinu being honored through? Anybody think about that? We have a stira between two Rashis. Again, we have a stira. One Rashi says that when Moshe went, why is he, why does he encounter the daughters of Yisro shepherding his sheep? Why doesn't he have his servants doing it? His slaves? Answer is because he got no money. Why doesn't he have any money? He's the coin midian. He's the chief um, priest of the entire country. Answer is because he was Porsche from Avodah He left it all. And they excommunicated him. He didn't have a dollar to his name, and he he had no assistance. That's why the shepherds were harassing them, right? And yet Rashi tells us, in Parshas Yisro, the Yisro came. Now Yisro is called the Chosen Moshe. Now he's the father-in-law of Moshe. Until now, Moshe had been called the son-in-law of Yisro. He was honored through Yisro. Now Yisro is called the father-in-law of Moshe. Now Moshe became great. Now the roles reversed. So where's the greatness? Why is Moshe being called Hashem Yisro? Another question. Midrash says that Yisro, look at the greatness of Yisro. He left. It says Yisro went. He heard Vayishma Yisro Koin Midian. Vehelig a Koin Midian. Unbelievable. He was a Koin Midian, and he left and he went out to where? To the Midbar. So Midrash points out why you tell me in the Midbar. I know where they were. He went to Klausen. He went, he went to be Miss Guy, right? Why well, you have to tell me he went out to the Midbar? To tell you that he was Yoshev Bechvodo Shalom. He was sitting in the most honorable place in the world. He was he was living it up. He was living, uh, probably today, he would be either New York or Los Angeles, right? And he, and he left all of that to go to the Midbar. Again, if he's without a dollar to his name and he's this pauper, etc., what's the... Um, was the greatness? So Lachaira, I, I think there's some more evidence for this. But Lachaira, Yisro became a big cube person. He was Makar of the Brius. He was Megayer 
Like he says back to Moshe, okay, I got to go back now. I have to be Megayer, the people of Midian, to the true belief in the one God. Right? And then he wasn't Megayer them to Yiddishkeit, because the Canaan, his own descendants, were not Jewish. You know, I don't know their descendants, direct descendants, but the Canaan who come from Israel were not Jewish. Uh, most unfortunately, I'm understand they were not Jewish. Right? But they were friendly towards Klausel. Right? Which means he went, he was he was Megayer people to uh, to monotheism. So anyway, so the point is because he was so disgusted by his actions as a as an idol worshiper, so he spent the rest of his life getting people to believe in monotheism. That's what the that's an addition that we can say to the morale over here that the Yisro, because of his um, background, that's why he he actually was fitting to be a father-in-law of Moshe. Okay, Ulukoid Midian Sheva Bonus. He had seven daughters. Yeshli Dagdik. Lama Hutrich Loimar Minion Abonus. What do I care? Seven daughters. Just tell me he has daughters and afterwards I'll find out one of them is Tsipora. Vayira Loimar Kihashvi's Mekudeshes Minashar. The seventh is the holiest of all of them. Oh, I'm well on my way. I have five. So, two more, and we'll, we'll get to some. We'll get to some holy, um, holy women. I think we have got some good ones coming down the pipeline. Anyway, um, you see that the seventh is, is holy, right? The seventh day is a holy day. and in the months, the seventh month is Tishrei. Tishrei is a holy month. Ubershonim and in years the seventh month is the Shmita. Kedisa Bavika Rabba Parshas Amor. Ubishvil Zaya Hayisa Tsipora Miyuchedas Lehidabek Beguf Kadosh Kimamosha. That is coming to tell you that she was fit to be with Moshe. We'll stop here because Ezra has a hard stop at ten o'clock. I'm very sorry that uh, we started late today. And uh, by the way, I just want to quickly 